Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coronation.com. Legacy member of the Jittery Monkey podcast family at jitterymonkey.com. By the way, yes, I do buy my own merchandise. And just received in the mail today was my One State Five Heart shirt. If you want a Five Heart uh, or merchandise or anything like that, jitterymonkey.com slash shop is your one-stop shop to sound redundant for all those goodies. Anyway, uh, of course, also part of the SB Nation a podcast network. My name is Greg Mahochko, and uh, the other legs of the tripod to my right, Hoss Reuter, to my left, my left leg, if you will, John Dam Johnston. And I guess that makes me the big dick in the middle. Slapping against the knees. Well, with I a little help I from Blue Chew, with, with a little help from Blue Chew, you too could be that knee slapper. You know what I mean? Five seconds in. Five seconds in. You're welcome, John. I, I, John, it wasn't I, I, you this time. We missed you. We we, we missed have, having the whole team together. But uh, we're here. We're and I showed up at the end last week. No, I didn't. Yeah, no, you did. Oh, oh, what? You guys are talking shit about me? We're talking shit about you. That's what we're doing. Oh, was that a South? Was that a North Georgia, <laughs> South Carolina petois? We're talking shit about you and your love for Florida football. And um, I don't remember that being part of the show. Admires Jimbo Fisher's run of dominance at Florida State from 2013 to 2016. So anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> and we're welcoming back to the show. Uh, coronation.com's uh, recruiting expert, Rick, the ugly dog himself, Cone. I don't call him the ugly dog. He refers to it himself as the ug- ugly dog. I think he's quite dashing. Uh, but uh, Rick, Rick, are you ugly and are you a dog? Well, my <laughs> wife says I'm not ugly or a dog. So I that's, guess all that, that's all that counts. That's the only opinion that counts. I feel like that. that that's the... Adult equivalent of the junior high kid saying, "My mom thinks I'm a really good boy." No, it's not. No, it's not. That's just weird. My wife or my mom never thought I was a really good boy. I there were fine, Greg. There was a defining moment, and I I think I was about eleven when I did something really disappointing, uh, and my mom just looked and she's like, almost with a tear streaming down her cheek, and she says, what happened to my sweet little boy? I don't remember what I did that, you know, evoked such a reaction, but I was apparently at one time a good kid, and uh, then public school, man, it, it, it messed me up real bad. Fucked you up real good, huh? Yep. And look at me now. I host two podcasts, and I drive a truck for a living. I hang out with you slap nuts. Do you really hate your, do you realize how Freudian... How Freudian it is to compare your wife to your mother. 
Oh, oh man, I just got done with a six weeks summer psych class. I don't need to hear the words Freud or Young or Erickson or Vygotsky ever again. Okay, then let's move on. Yeah, well, yes, so the the we're really excited to have Rick on because in the last few weeks there has been some news made. Uh, if you follow, uh, you know, coordination uh, on social media, obviously we we've been writing about it. Rick's been doing a good job with help from uh, the coordination.com staff of of trying to keep track of all the moving and shaking that's going on in the re- world of uh, Husker football recruiting and commitments. And, uh, Rick, the floor is yours, man, because you've been busy. Well, I have been busy, and so has the recruiting staff. So we have pulled two commits and two walk-on commits just in the last week. So we're going to talk about the walk-ons first because, you know, five hearts and all that. Because, by God, it's Nebraska football, and if we don't start with the walk-ons, then they'll never be mentioned ever. That's right. And if you can't uh, if you can't win a national championship with all walk-ons, then it's not a real Husker team. Come on, rebut me, John. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. So, <laughs> I was thinking more like Alabama, where they just make up 22 national titles out of thin air. That's Texas A&M. Well, Texas A&M they did they did that because they joined the SEC. They had to. Well, it's like it was part of the uh, entrance requirements. You have to have fictitious titles in order to join their conference. Yes, exactly. So, so we'll talk about the walk-ons first. We got Ashton Hausman. He's from Firth, Nebraska. I've never been there. You say Firth? Firth. That's what I said. Firth. Like he's Where out at Morris High School's at. Like uh, uh, thrown out at Firth based. No. Not that kind of first. Okay. Yeah, Norris High School. So he is a running back commit. And uh, I don't know much about him, but he ran a 1080, 100 meters. That seems pretty fast to me. Haas. That's reasonable. I was going to say, Haas, you follow the the, the metrics. Uh, is a, what is it? 1081. Uh, 10, 10-8-1. Is that, is that good for a 100 meter? Yeah, it's not bad. It's I mean, it's no Eric Crouch Olympic speed at 10-2, 10-3, but, you know, it's, it's pretty good. I just so want to say. I think it's, it's serviceable. Serviceable, I think, would be the term. So we also got a lineman commit walk on, Xavier Trevino. I don't know what's up with all the Xaviers. Remember last year it was like we had a bunch of Garrett's? Well, this year we you have know, a bunch of The year before Xavier. that was Cam. Cam was the real popular name. Yes. yes and as Cam a teacher, Young, I can tell Cam you, Taylor. Cam a very popular name for whatever reason. Well, this year we've got Xavier's. Apparently, Xavier. 18 years ago is when X-Men came out for the first time or something, <laughs> is my guess. Okay? But All those moms in the theater fell in love with the name. I guess so. Well, John Luke Picard is a good-looking man. I mean, so all I, of us blonde men are good-looking men, but, but he's especially good-looking. Anyway, <laughs> Xavier Trevino has a full head of hair. He also weighs uh, 290 pounds. He's 6'2", which is a bit short when you look at what the Greg Austin is uh, shopping for. But uh, but he has walked on. Right. Where's he from? I, he's from Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln Southeast. 
I know where that is. <laughs> yeah, there's a big building. Penis of the Plains. He's went to school in the shadow of it. Penis of the Plains. So, so uh, also, we had another lineman commit. God, I love the lineman. Alex, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Con or Cone. Oh. I don't know. Alex Con, three star out of Derby, Kansas. Their uh, team won the national cha- or the state championship in Kansas last year. He is uh, so. This is something that's been pointed out to by uh, Haas before, but uh, linemen do not travel to go to college typically. Nope, they're homebodies. So they want to go home and eat mom's cooking. That's how they got that big, and that's how they want to stay that big. Okay? Anyway, he was down to Nebraska and Oklahoma State. He picked Nebraska. This is another guy that is the classic uh, frame for Greg Oxen. He likes some long and he lean and uh, big wingspan. So he is 6'6", 280. Probably going to play guard for us. No bad weight. Uh, still got some growing to do. Uh, I don't know where Derby, Kansas is, but I just drove through Kansas like three times last month in some place with some hills and some fields and some non-functional oil wells. That's about it. Just guessing. So it's actually south of Wichita. South of Wichita. Oh, that's mm-hmm. way down there, is it not? Not not uh, far out off oh. of uh, Route 35, if I had to guess. Okay. I-35, Greg. I-35. We don't call them routes here. This is not New England. Sorry. I, I'm... I... I, I, I in, in my work, I, I'm along Route 66, old historic Route 66, quite a bit. So I just didn't know. Sorry. Are you getting your kicks? I, you know, I, I kick up some rocks from time to time. Moving on. Well, that's good. Yeah, right. I was gonna work a blue. I was gonna work a blue chew reference. <laughs> Long story short, Derby, South of Wichita. Got it. You know, you don't know what else is South of Wichita. You know. Oh jeez. So, anyway, we also got a defensive back commit. His name is Taman Lynham. He is uh, unrated or a three-star, depending on where you look. Kind of came out of nowhere. He's a Florida player, our first Florida commit in two years. And uh, he kind of reminds me of uh, the major league character Willie Mays Hayes. Come out of nowhere, <laughs> lots of speed. There you go, John. Why, 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 why? That's oh. it. Major League's the best baseball movie of all time. That's why. Okay. Can I? Salt, salt that I had to use uh, baseball analogies today. So, well, you know what's the best sports movie? and Lyman. Why, why did we pick this guy up? I mean, the other offers were like, what, Eastern Carolina? I like his frame. He's a little Bryant, bit longer. You know. Bryant, he had an offer from Bryant, I think. What, I, like watch. I, bet Bryant? I bet you he will have at least, I bet, John, I bet you he will have at least three SEC and ACC offers by October 1st. I guess he does have another year to go, doesn't he? Yeah. And, well, you know, got- he's, he's built in the mold that we want for DBs. He's long and athletic. You know, you got those two critical factors 
in a cornerback in the Big Ten in this program, you're going to be in good shape. And uh, the a thing that uh, has been pointed out by multiple sports writers is that Travis Fisher likes to uh, likes to develop his defensive backs, and uh, a lot of the draft picks that were defensive backs from UCF were people no one had ever heard of. So, I mean, he likes to take the frame and and build it. Find someone you can't you can't build frame in the weight, right? A guy is going to get so tall, he's just going to be so tall. And you can develop that frame in the weight room, but you got to have the frame first. And that that's the way Travis Fisher does. He's like, I can teach you the skills. I can have Zach put the weight on you. I can build it all, but you got to have the frame. And so this guy was a – he's a reach, John. He's a reach. I agree with you. But uh, he's a pickup. He's a development project. It's like a spec house, you know. So we'll pick him up. See what we got, and uh, maybe we maybe we recruit over him and send him on. And uh, if we don't, we've got someone that we can take two years in the weight room and in the film room and 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 make into something. That's this was our this was our first defensive crew recruit of the 2020 class, isn't it? It is, in fact. Guy actually knew yeah, that. How about that? Well. You know who's next, The grasp though. of recruiting is uh, fabulous, John. Okay. So, they haven't been on for a while. We also have uh, Xavier, another Xavier, Xavier Betts, Nebraskan from Bellevue, wide receiver, four-star, ranked around 100. This was a good pickup. This kid needs to do a little schoolwork, you know, to make sure he's going to pass. Uh, Turner, Turner Corcoran, who I am most excited about of all the recruits thus far, he is the, the number 32 Likewise. overall athlete in the 2020 class, and he's an offensive tackle, and he's tall and lean and good weight. Another Kansan. Apparently that Kansas wheat grows him tall. And uh, he's from Lawrence. I've been there. <laughs> You don't need me to look that one up. So, so uh, anyway, and of course we've had Logan Smothers, our quarterback, commit forever. He just recently picked up a four star on uh, on Rivals. So, but have we talked much about? I don't know if you've been on the show since that one came through. Do we have? Have we talked about Smothers on the show much? Hoss, you have the the. The memory of a of a fox when it comes to you know what we've covered on the show. Oh, Smothers! Yeah, we've talked about Smothers. He's a sprint yeah. champion down in Alabama. He runs about ten three one hundred meter. He's probably the heir apparent to Adrian Martinez in a few years. Okay. He's That's gonna, what he's I gonna see. be a very good player. I wouldn't be surprised if he had some major SEC offers by November of this year. He already has major SEC uh, uh, pressure. He. There, it is only ramping up. Yep. So he, the bidding has started. Time, he was a big time commit back in July of last year when he committed, and he's only going to get bigger. Um, we just got on him so early 
and got his commitment. So I'm excited about him. Well, well, let's talk about that then, because if that's, you know, that, as you said, plucked from, you know, the heart of SEC country and, you know, where they've had quite, Alabama. Exactly, quite a bit of success in, in his home state. I think what I want to talk about, well, you know, while we're talking about, you know, while we're discussing recruiting, is you, you said, you know, we jumped on him so early. We need to discuss talent evaluation and how good Scott Frost and his staff is at, you know, finding these guys early and, and you know, start. Well, you probably got the best quarterbacks coach in the country in Mario Verduzco, and you got a system that's friendly for quarterbacks, the Frost system. And you look at it where since Frost has been an offensive coordinator, every guy that's played under him has gone on to have great careers and great seasons. I mean, you start with Marcus Mariota back in 2013. Vernon Adams led the country in passing efficiency in 2015. And then Mackenzie Milton had some rough spots as a freshman in 16, had that superstar year in 17. And then Adrian Martinez puts together a freshman All-American campaign in 18. And it's just, it's a user-friendly offense, and the quarterback's the he's the trigger man. So it's attractive to high school high school quarterbacks. So uh, getting on them I, early, no, offering them early, it's huge. Yes, and and another thing is they're very smart. They build their uh, they get their quarterback commit early, and then build the recruiting class around him. Mm-hmm. So you get him in happy. Go ahead. Oh, um, it kind of reminds me of what Art Bryles would do at Baylor, where he would tweak the system year by year depending on who he had at quarterback. With Robert Griffin III, it was a little bit more wide open. With, uh, oh, shit, what was his name? Blake Florence, I think his name was, in 2012. It was a little bit more run-based. And then 13, 14, and 15 with uh, Bryce Petty, it was a little bit more of the Robert Griffin stuff, you know, with a few more screens thrown in because Petty didn't have the strongest arm. So he would tailor it to what his quarterback's strengths were, you know, with the surrounding cast. And Frost does the same. Um, spread to run is always going to be spread to run, you know, the basis of Frost's philosophy. But depending on who's that quarterback, he's going to change it up. And you see that from Mariota to Vernon Adams, to Mackenzie Milton, to Adrian Martinez. It all looks the same, but what Frost does, depending on who's at quarterback, is a little bit different. And that goes for building the team around them as well. But I I guess going back to my original question, the answer seemed to be so much focused around what Scott Frost does as – coach on the you know in in directing the quarterbacks on the field but let's I I guess I want more information on the talent evaluate because how did they pluck Logan Smothers a year before you know the the teams down the road did you know how did they identify that type of ability you know so early what what's just he he fits what they want to do and Right now in high school football, the spread offense is king, and he's the son of an offensive coordinator, you know, down in Alabama. His dad's a high school offensive coordinator. So he just he fits what they 
want to do. You know, Frost and Verduzco always talk about needing guys at the quarterback position and really any position who are fast blinkers, guys who process information quickly because we run up-tempo, no-huddle offense. you got to get the call from the sideline, get to the line of scrimmage, make some adjustments, snap the football, make a decision right then and there in the time frame of about 12 to 15 seconds. You need guys who are mentally sharp. You know, they have a high aptitude for football. You know, to get real cliche, they need a high football IQ. So identify you can identify that in watching film, you know, recruiting videos and stuff like that. And how how's a guy make his decisions when he sees a linebacker walked out over the slot receiver? What's the decision that he makes? When he sees that same linebacker a little closer into the line of scrimmage, what's the decision that he makes? You know, where are the safeties at? Stuff like that. Because like this is no disrespect intended to Tommy Armstrong, for instance, but Tommy Armstrong would not have been a good quarterback in Frost's system. He did not make decision. He, he did not have the mental processing that you see guys like Adrian Martinez or Marcus Mariota or Vernon Adams have within Frost's system. All right. No, that 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 satisfies my my inquiry. Yeah. And the other thing is that they have guys that like watch incredible amounts of film the the film staff watches uh, almost 2,000 hours of film a year on prospects to find these guys I mean there's like this room underneath North Stadium and they have these guys in the chairs with their eyelids like <laughs> right open and the guys are doing the drips like clockwork orange Sure, and they just have football going on like five screens 24-7 all the time. Is yeah, it like, like is it like huddle film or Sean or? Dillon? Sean Dillon, who's one of the directors of player personnel, he's been mentioned by Frost and Fergusco as being a key guy in uh, film evaluation of high school prospects. Okay. Well no, I, I I feel sorry for him sometimes. You know, he has to live like on an IV with a catheter, you know, with his eyes propped open. I mean I imagine that the pay is good, but boy, that's just a tough—that's just a tough uh, job right there. You'd do it. Well, I would do it. Hoss would but, do it. Uh, yeah, I, I, hell, I'd do it for free. You give me, you know, gear, food, and a place to live, and I'll do it for free. And unlimited access to uh, to huddle, right? Yeah, just give me a chewing tobacco stipend each month. <laughs> free gym membership. I'm yours. You're not going to get a gym membership. They're just going to have a gym right there and a, and a screen in front of every machine that's playing football. Just going to be. Hey, if I could evaluate film while I'm doing squats, I'm all in. Oh, I hope they're I hope they're listening. There you go, free hey, free labor. And uh, RJ Reuter at unomaha.edu. Drop that uh, application in my inbox. That's R U T E R. Don't don't spell it the way it sounds. Never. <laughs> you know, eventually I'll probably have to Americanize it. Nah, leave that for somebody else. That's right. We can claim uh, we can great, embrace great diversity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so have, did we we didn't cover everything already, did we? This is gonna be a short show, otherwise. Well, uh, we can talk about some of the prospects well, that are looking to come, or we can save Nash them after Hunter's they. Uh, 
Well, well, let's let's talk about those prospects, but let's take a timeout first and uh, get some of that bacon sold. I got this. Oh, geez. Uh, So we'll take a timeout. Haas is going to use the facilities. Like a racehorse. Like a racehorse. And we'll be right back to the Five Heart Podcast after this. Welcome back. Take it, man. Grab that bull by the horn. We're back. We're back from the break where we sold you bacon. <laughs> and now, and now I have a question for our recruiting expert, Rick. Rick. That's a nice transatlantic accent you got. Yes, there, John. John. I'm waiting with bated breath. Oh my. It's my understanding that Nebraska football has more offers on the table than any other school in the nation. Why is this? I thought that was a Bo Pelini thing, and mostly because Bo Pelini was a horribly unorganized person. That can you explain? Can you explain? Can you explain why Nebraska has over three thousand offers out on the table at this point in time? <laughs> I heard it was five thousand offers. It grows by a thousand every week, you know. So, well, I haven't like talked to any of the coaching staff about why they give so many offers. Okay, so this is just supposition on my part. But my completely uninformed opinion is: you cast a wide net. Nebraska is in the middle of nowhere, and. Uh, you have to cast a wide net and see if there's interest, and then you work on those guys. I believe that is how they're, they they get the offer, they see if there's any reciprocal interest, and then they work on those guys. So I also believe that, just like with Taman Lyman, these guys are comfortable developing players. So they look for frame. They don't necessarily look for stars. They look for frame. They look for coachability. And and then they put an offer out there. So and once they get an offer, that starts a dialogue. So that that's how they use it. They use it as a tool to instigate a dialogue. And if the dialogue is there, then they pursue. So they're passing a wide net to start dialogue, find out if there's interest, and move from there. I think... As time goes by, I think the offer list will shrink. But right now, uh, he is uh, Coach Frost is building quickly, and so he is going to. Uh, they're being aggressive, and that is one of the ways you need to be aggressive: is get those offers out there, find out if there's any interest, and then pursue it. I want to want to touch on something you just said there, because as you said, you think that that offers sheet is going to be reduced in in you know years to come my takeaway from that would be after the coaching staff at the school is a little bit more established and more than likely sees success on the field then you don't have to cast as wide of a net because let's face it Alabama is not you know recruiting heavily they're uh, hand selecting with the help exactly. of bagmen you know the um you know the the top tier talent, but at, at this stage, Nebraska's not there yet to be able to zero in on you know twenty five star kids and and get them to Lincoln. Right, and I mean 
two back-to-back four and eight seasons is back-to-back four and eight seasons. Coach of the year or no. Right, and that's something you've, you've got to overcome, and this is just one of the ways they're doing it. Well, you guys have uh, prognostications for the the record this season? We're not there yet. No. No. All right then. No. Retract Eight, my four. question. Haas, God, it's not even July yet. Haas, well, that's why I figured we could start at like ten or eleven life. wins and work yeah, our way down. Hoss will will we need to start our 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 Husker countdowns where we do individual players like indispensable players or whatever yeah, that other I one think that's article material yeah we don't we don't get that thematic here on uh, the five heart podcast which is much more We're relaxed we, and and by that I mean we're too lazy to do the research. Um, that's not. That's not, I don't do these because they're the same fucking boring articles everybody else does. I mean, come on, who's the number one most indispensable player? Greg Mahachko. Oh, oh, yeah, Greg Mahachko, that guy. <laughs> oh wait, okay. I thought we were talking about the football uh, or the the podcast. I mean, Big Ten football. It's the punter. <laughs> not at our school, you Big son of a bitch. Chain. Ross said that on December 3rd, 2017. Big Ten's got to adjust to us. Okay, there was this thing about prospects. Ah, prospects. Prospects. Well, well before, okay. I mean, in, on, a, on, a, on a broader scale, uh, a couple weeks ago, correct me if I'm wrong, but Memorial Stadium hosted a Friday Night Lights. And, they did. And unlike in, in years in the past, it just didn't seem, what, was it not? Perhaps not as well attended as it had been. Was it because of, you know, other? Was it just not advertised or publicized well enough? What, I mean, you tell if you tell Lincoln and the surrounding communities that hey, potential future Huskers are going to be in Memorial Stadium on Friday night, you're going to get fifteen thousand people there. Well, I I don't know the answer to that. I was actually in Nebraska during that time, and, and you didn't go. Didn't Heard one about it, to be honest with you. Saw it on the national recruiting databases, and that's it. And uh, we did have some five-star talent come into town, but it it wasn't uh, a gaudy pageantry of, of elite prospects that had no actual interest in Nebraska like it has been in years past. So they didn't. One thing about uh, the Coach Frost and his and his his staff, they they're not there to make headlines. They're not there to drive publicity or pound sign brand. They're there to get commits and develop them. And I mean, the, the, he is much more business like. Is that would that be the term? about it. He's not interested in exposure and glad handing. Glad handing. Thank you. For yeah. perhaps for for lack so. of a better I let, let's put this perspective on it. He's not out there to win any social media awards. Is that safe to say? That is a excellently excellent summation of what I was stumbling around trying to say. I mean, he's not out there, you know, holding a, a 
cat up, you know, at the spring game, uh, and he's not. I don't. He's like he's not pandering. Uh, he's going about business, and I think as much as you know, many Husker fans enjoyed, you know, the the attention back on them. You know, like the the little nods, the Easter eggs, if you will. You know, from previous uh, head coaches. I think when the team starts winning and starts returning Husker football to you know national prominence that they're they're going to realize that Scott Frost is giving back in a way that the Bo Pelinis and the Mike Rileys never did. It's not about, you know, being cool on social media or or like this in joke. It's about, you know, putting trophies in the trophy case once again. And that's how Scott Frost's legacy is going to be, you know, built. It's not gonna be, you know, about Twitter accounts or or anything like that. It's it's gonna be about Coming back to Nebraska 20 years after, you know, he won a national championship and returning the Huskers to glory. Yeah, I would say, yeah, Scott Frost, he's here to drink Mountain Dew, chew tobacco, and win football games. I think that is his uh, priorities in life. And he's all out of Mountain Dew and tobacco. (laughs) Unlike Haas. Haas is like, I ain't giving him my tobacco. (laughs) I don't know. If you ever need to bump a dip from me, I'd probably be like, whoa, 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 man. One pinch. That's the rule. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'd be like, here's the can. Empty it. Autograph it. Give it back, please. Nah, I don't ask other grown men for their autographs. That's just weird. Well, fine. Be that way. I mean, I don't disagree. Wait, there was this thing about prospects. Yeah, sorry. Prospects. I, 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 I sidetracked side us. still on this? Jeez. I, wow. John. Wow. I will just, just only talk back. about one prospect so that it's covered and we don't have to talk about it anymore. But I, I uh, strongly suspect that the next guy to uh, to commit, well, the next guy that is interested in Nebraska to make a decision is going to be Blaze Gunnerson. He is a linebacker, and uh, he is choosing between us and Iowa State. His brother plays at Iowa State, so this one might be close, but I think that uh, we're going to get Blaze Gunnerson, even though his first name isn't Xavier. <laughs> and another guy that is it's just a matter of time is a guy named Nash Hutmacher. Hutmaker? I don't know. Everybody calls him Hash Nutmasher. So, <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> we need that guy. We need him, yes. And he's choosing between Nebraska, Oregon, and Wisconsin. And he will be, I have uh, high confidence in him, recruiting a lot of more big guys early this time. I think the staff has learned lessons from the previous seasons. Remember the first the first recruiting class, we only had the one offensive tackle, and he didn't actually even make it here. And then uh, they kind and then we didn't. They've, they've, there's been a few misses. Uh, in the trenches, in the recruiting classes. And I think this time they said, will not happen. I want to, in speaking about uh, Blaze Gunnerson, as you mentioned, you know, Nebraska, Iowa State, he's also taken visits to Iowa, uh, Michigan State, Notre Dame. Uh, you know, he's, dude looks, I mean, he, he's tall. He looks like he's got a good frame on him. But, uh, you know, 
get him in the the weight room and see what Zach Duvall could do because there's you know these guys are they're nuts in the weight room. You you watch some of their videos and things like that of of uh, you know just the amount of of weight that they're putting up on on the squats and things like that. Uh, it's it's good stuff. It, it's a uh, it's it's a return to you know I don't know what to call it a bygone era, but anyway, um, I just. I looked because I was curious how you spell Blaze Gunnerson, and it's not B-L-A-Z-E, much to my uh, chagrin. Uh, blame his parents for that one. They had a golden opportunity, but uh, he, he's, you know, at least fielded a little bit of interest from, from other prominent schools, so, and Iowa. <laughs> no, he's got all the, he's got offers from all the, uh, the area of Power 5 schools, and that's what you want to see. I'd like to have this kid. So mm-hmm. another frame kid with, with lots of uh, another lean frame to build good weight. So. You know, if they named him Blaze, B-L-A-Z-E, he would have grown up to be a dope smoker just out of peer pressure alone. He would have well, gone to Colorado. That's what I was going to say. He'd been a Colorado commit. Well, and we should mention that it's now been multiple weeks in a row where nobody's been arrested or cited or whatever. Yeah, we're on the uptick. Woo! The, uh, Two the, weeks is a trend. <laughs> the, the crystal ball uh, projection on uh, 247 Sports has 75% Iowa State and 25% Nebraska. Um, obviously, we hope that's wrong, but you never know. I'm sticking. I'm sticking. Uh, I think he'll come. I think a lot of people are. Uh, I mean that family. The brother is uh, thing is big, obviously. Okay, but his family really likes Nebraska. Like his parents and the extended support unit, they really like Nebraska. And he only has four crystal ball predictions, right? So true. The big the big guys haven't really uh, weighed in on him, so I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to lose sleep over that that crystal ball thing. It's a couple of uh, a couple of Iowa guys. Yeah, they're all from yeah. Iowa. Two two Iowa State and one one Hawkeye Nation or whatever yeah. it is. So Hawkeye two four seven. They knew anything. They wouldn't. It wouldn't be t- writing about. Iowa football, anyhow. So, damn Skippy, keep those shots a coming. Um, that's interesting. I don't. As far as prospects, you know, we. I, I feel like a lot of times we we get looking a little too far in the future, uh, you know, because prospects are essentially what class of twenty twenty kids or class of twenty twenty one kids, you know, high school. Um, Let's look a little bit more immediate at this group that is in Lincoln playing football. Everybody, I'm sure by now, has seen the hype video. I don't think we had an opportunity to discuss it last week, but the uh, the hype video with uh, the uh, inspirational, motivational speaker uh, and and the I guess some of the drills and and things like that that Damian Jackson, the the former was it Navy Seal. Army Ranger? Thank you. Navy Seal. Seal. I, that's what I thought. But uh, the, the Navy Seal, you know, obviously now for Nebraska. 
uh, you know, plays for Nebraska that, you know, I'm sure he, he was an inspiration or, or made a suggestion to Frost about, about this type of team building exercise. And maybe that's not the, the best, you know, way to describe it because a lot of people are saying, hey, you know, they're already, you know, have the same goal in mind. They shouldn't need a team building extra, whatever, you know, whatever any cynical asshole wants to say. Um, but let's talk about that. What Overall, what was your guys' take on that video? And we'll start with you, John. <laughs> I didn't see it. Okay, we'll move on to you, Hoss. <laughs> I liked it, you know. Um, football is not war. It's it comes nowhere close to the seriousness of war. But there are a lot of the similarities between, you know, just the overall configuration of combat and the configuration of football. And I liked it, you know, it was the shot at the end with Frost, you know, looking out over everybody, you know, as they're standing on the beach there, probably what, like Branched Oak or Pawnee Lake. But, um, no, it was good, you know, because that's really, guys got to come together. Guys got to pull in the same direction. I'm not going to invoke PJ Flack, and I'm not going to say anything like rowing the boat in the same direction. <laughs> but uh, it was good, you know, and all it did was it um, made me feel like running through a brick wall at 1030 in the morning on a Thursday morning last week. Uh, football can't get here soon enough, and yeah. That's why I didn't watch it. It's freaking June. So are you? Why are you afraid, John? I'm not afraid. I'm just like I'm not gonna get this hyped up, you know. Early July is when you start, you know. Maybe in mid July I'll start like going, okay, maybe. Hmm. You know what I mean? John was too busy looking out his window to make sure there were no kids on his lawn to watch that <laughs> video. Yeah, sons of bitches, <laughs> little bastard. Uh, he's got a tough wow. time up there. It, it's winos during the season and kids on his lawn in the summertime. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's rough, buddy. Do you need a hug? It, no, I don't need a hug. Are you? It, I'm willing. No. Okay. Just saying. The the offer's out there. If you ever change your mind, I'm your man. You haven't asked Rick yet. I, it, I haven't seen it either, John. Oh my God! You see this? You know why? Because we're both hard-working sons of bitches, and you guys just sit around on your asses. I, I think I feel like you forgot that a couple of years ago I changed jobs, and now I'm, you know, slaving away in the heat every day. Don't you sling water? You're slinging those big jugs of water still, right? Yeah, that ain't easy work. Okay, so Haas is the one sitting around on his ass. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm to working be a school I'm just school saying, teacher, if coach football, if you love I'm your team, man. if you love your team, you f- you find three minutes out of your busy schedule, John. I'm just saying. Yeah, for fuck's sake, John. We don't need <laughs> another rendition of when it was 1978 and you attended the university. Watch the fucking video. It's on Instagram. It's, it's everywhere. What's Instagram? <laughs> Put down your stories of following Darren Nelson around campus and just watch the video. I like how Haas said that with so much 
He did. He, he know, did. Like, he, like I, that's what I did in 1978. The 1978 was too early for me, you bastard. Well, you know what? I, you know, you're, you transcend time. Oh, geez, here we go. Wasn't he like on his third tour in Vietnam or something in 1978? Yeah, he might have still been in the forests of Cambodia. You know, still trying to get back to the LZ after all the Green Berets pulled out. There was no LZ. I had to swim home. <laughs> That's why it took him until 1978. <laughs> well, why did, why did they ever make uh, the movies about Rambo? Instead of John J. Rambo, it should have been John Damn Johnston. Yeah, that, you, you know should have been impressed. I, just, in small I couldn't do that lip thing. <laughs> I thought they just changed the name so that he would uh, respect his Ooh. privacy. That's yeah, that a great point. Yeah. Be able to live his life in so, peace. Uh, John, was was Brian Dennehy that big of an asshole as a sheriff? <laughs> oh, that's right. You're shit with movies. Never mind. No, I remember who he was. <laughs> I like Brian Dennehy. Yeah, he's, he's big Tom Callahan, Tommy boy. I was almost going to say may he rest in peace, but apparently he's still alive, so good for him. You know, somewhere I, I actually... I, I have a hat with Derry Nelson's uh, autograph on it. Because so. you, you probably followed him on <laughs> campus in 1978. <laughs> I actually did a book probably, signing with him. Probably hitting on all the women that he hit on. Wow. You probably didn't lift <sighs> weights. But... John never lifted weights. No, who needed to do that? Some of us just show up and it's there. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Is that what you tell the missus when you pop a blue shoe? <laughs> Again, some of us don't have to talk about it either, and it's there. You know what? Whatever you gotta say, Chief. This yeah. Sounds, sounds like a good time to end the show. <laughs> Yeah, exit stage left, gentlemen. I love you guys. We've had a great time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Love you, Rick. Always come back on. There, there's hey, a- when we get Nash Schmacher, Blaze Gunnerson, and, you know, let, let's hope for, like, a big, big, big time commit. We'll have you back on. I can't wait. The, the, like, the, the kind of commit that you, like, come running out of wherever you're on your computer checking, you know, Huskers online, you know, and you're celebrating that kind of commitment. I'm hoping that my hairs on my arms stand up when I see that Twitter, that Twitter tweet. That's what I'm You know, hoping. a few years ago, it would have been a uh, foster sterile who ended up going to Stanford. That's the kind of commit that I would have come running out of wherever I was at celebrating. Is he still, he went it, to he's, he's gr- gone down and, Done and graduated, right? Or is he still over there? No, he'll only be a junior this year. Oh, yeah, wow. he's still there. Instead, uh, we had to sell for Chris Walker. That's hard to believe. Well, yeah. that's our show, everybody. We we were going to leave you on a on a positive note, and then now we're all sad because Hoff brought up again Foster Sarrell again. So, oh, no, I well. have a positive note. Okay, let's hear it, John. We need to end this show on a high note. Take us there, big dog. We are almost within two months to football season. Yep, and and you still can't take three minutes out to watch the Husker hype video. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, 
That's a negative. See that? See what you did there? I went up and you just brought it back down. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you really loved your what team, you'd take three minutes out and watch the video. I try. I work so hard for this podcast and you just deflate me. Did wait? What? <laughs> Did you? There was a perfect. There was a perfect segue into another Blue Chew reference <laughs> there, and you blew it. Hey. No, I'm just respecting the fact that you were very heartfelt there. I, I, I'm trying to come to terms with, I think he said that I just filleted something. <laughs> did you flay him or did you fillet him? I, I, you know, that's I'm gonna very have to, different. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. that I'm very confused now. So we're going to leave. Uh, I'm, I'm a little confused and, and a little uh, creeped out. Uh, and I've got a lot of things to do. I'm heading out of town this weekend. Uh, big news out of the Mahachko household. Uh, we saved it for the very end. You want to talk about a high note. My wife has uh, taken her final test in her final class in her master's program, and she passed uh, with ease, as I knew she would, because I have great confidence in her. And uh, she will officially graduate next month in uh, doing math in my head, which is scary. About four weeks' time, three weeks' time, something like that. Uh, so coming up uh, in July, we're going to do another Thursday night recording or something like that. And uh, you, the show will go on because we'll be driving up near Chicago on Friday for her graduation on uh, Saturday. So uh, all, all hail my Chicago. wife. I it's actually Schaumburg well, um, that we're yeah, going to. Chicago suburb. That counts. Yeah. <laughs> On the whole thing. Yeah, it's not like, oh, I'm like, oh, oh, it's over in Bellevue. No, it's all Omaha. Is it, though? It's really not. Yes. Yes, it is. I mean, I the think. city's touch. I think you just compared Omaha to Chicago. Eh, we're a small Chicago. We'll get there in 150, 175 years. You know what? You, the Chicago of Nebraska? <laughs> Chicago of the Midwest? No, that doesn't actually yeah. work. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, everyone else from upstate Nebraska thinks Omaha is like this Gotham city of the plains, anyways. Here, here's the thing. Your gut shots at 192nd and 37, or 192nd and center. You got to remember that the only reason Chicago is the metropolis that it is is because of the uh, uh, Great Chicago Fire in the 1800s. I happened in 1871 after it had already been settled for about 45 years. What? Talking to a history major. Yeah, I was going to say, your, your uh, Chicago history knowledge is quite uh, exceptional, Hoss. Thank you, Rick. What? I appreciate that. I, I say that again? I, I feel like I missed something. The fire happened in 1871 after it had already been settled since the 1830s. Yes. But the reason... or. At that time, most of the structures in Chicago were made out of wood. So after the, after the fire, they went with a more durable substance. And because of that, Chicago was... Stone. Yeah, and, and Chicago was able to be built up. Uh, anyway. I'm, Same thing happened in Rome. Rome burned to the ground while Nero fiddled. Why Nero fiddled is because he had syphilis, but, you know, besides the point. You know this. We, we, congratulations to my wife. Uh, congratulations to your wife, got, Greg. We're, hey, we're, your wife will know what fiddles, to do. If congratulations, has, to your wife. She fiddles and puts up with you. Damn right she does. I'm, 
I'm blessed to have her, and so is our uh, our son. So that is our show. Uh, thanks, Rick, for joining us. Uh, I don't know why we got so off track so many times, but that's what we do here at the Five Heart Podcast. Oh, yeah. And I blame myself. Uh, next week, we're staying on track the entire episode, right, John? Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, we all know that's it. That's <laughs> we're going to talk there. play calls next week. Ooh. Oh, play calls. I'm excited. Hoss? Oh, that, that certainly won't go down any rabbit holes. Oh, God. With you, all things are possible, John. They are. You're like Philippians 4.13, everything's possible through Christ. John 4.13, everything is possible through John. I'm okay. going to listen to the podcast next week, and I'm going to drink a beer every time John says fullback trap. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to find something to <laughs> circumvent that. <laughs> or to get Rick really drunk. It, yeah. yeah. Rick, are you, what kind of beer are you going to be drinking? Ooh, I don't know. I have to go to the store and buy it. So I'll, I'll tell you what it won't be. It be Coors it's going to be Bush Light. It's not going to be Bush Light. Thank you very much. Thanks. And it's also not going to be the champagne of beers. And I don't know. I'll, I'll I think it. you should get a stout with 8% alcohol volume or whatever oh, it is God. back. We don't, need, we don't need to put Rick in the hospital. Oh, yeah, he's, he's old. He's got tolerance. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll find something appropriate, and I'll make sure and let you know what it is so that you can... Uh, so that you can plan accordingly. Just the uh, the number of references to fullback traps accordingly. Cool. All right, John, we're going to have a little bit of collusion here. That'll do it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast for our guest Rick Cohn, for Haas Reuter, for my for uh, uh, John Dam Johnson, myself, Greg Mahashko. We thank you for listening. We remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red! Win the damn off season. This is like one of those movies that needed to end four times. <laughs> it's an art film. Yeah. We'll be, hey, hey, we'll be this Sundance. This, this is befitting of a podcast in late June, still two months before football season. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.